and welcome to this week's episode of Mum Talk. I'm sorry if I'm speaking very slightly softer than I normally would, but it's because I have sleeping baby in the other room and she never naps in the morning anymore. And right now I have got her down. It's like 11 o'clock in the morning and I've just got her down. So I am feeling like I have a massive mum win right now, but I am desperate to do absolutely nothing that will wake her up. So I am talking a little bit softer than I normally would. I hope that's okay with you guys. But if you could see me right now, I literally have laptop. I'm sitting on my bed. I have laptop, baby monitor, microphone, and literally I'm staring through the wall in front of me with baby cot in the other room. So I'm just praying that she won't wake up and it'll give me time to record this podcast for you because I want to check in with you guys. It's been a while since I have spoken to you. I guess with the new format of the podcast with me doing a guest one week and then me another week, I kind of miss my weekly chats with you guys because I don't want to keep the podcast too long when I have a guest on. But I hope you all loved last week's podcast with Natalie Meddings. I have had so much great feedback on that podcast. You all love listening to her chat um, about and sharing really, really useful information on birth and being a mum and oh, so much. So if you haven't listened to that one yet and you're new to the podcast, go check it out. Um, it's last week's podcast. I think it's series three, episode four. That's where we're at at the moment. This is episode five. Um how we're on series three, I have no idea, but we are. I have just finished recording a podcast. I've been chatting with the founder of Scandiborn. So if you're a mum or a new mum, or you're about to be a mum, or maybe even a dad, you possibly would have heard of Scandiborn. It is the most beautiful website shop with just gorgeous, gorgeous Scandinavian, Scandinavian styled homewares, baby stuff, um, baby clothes. Oh, there's so much on there. I absolutely adore the things that I've bought from there. This is in no way um, sponsored next week's podcast. Oh, it's actually not next week's, but the one I recorded today. I had Grace on just to talk actually more about how she's juggling having a family and having such a successful company that they built from the ground up, her and her husband. So it's a really interesting one to talk uh, to listen to and I had such a lovely chat with her and it was so insightful and actually what kind of came out of it was once again like social media is not real and she says that quite a few times when we're recording the podcast and I think a lot of people and I'm getting a lot of messages about you know I'm at this transition point in my life where I'm a mum I'm pregnant or I've just given birth I don't really feel like I can or I want to go back to work or perhaps you know the 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 game's kind of changed with you going back to work and you want to create something from home so you can spend more time with baby you can um, be at home but what she actually puts in and very, very honestly shares is it's not like that at all from how the business that she's created, of course. And she is actually working a full-time job. She has childcare, um, even though she is actually in a self-built office at the in their garden. Um, it's it's not 
all rose petals as sometimes we can imagine it to be so I think that's really interesting so wait for this podcast to come out it's going to be within the next month for sure it's not next week and then you'll have me again so it'll be kind of in a good couple of weeks but it was really really insightful so if there are any of you out there who are thinking I really want to create a business from home so I can spend more time with my little one it's not necessarily so easy. <laughs> so I'm going to fill you in on this podcast on Amandine, of course, because I know you guys are asking how the holiday went and how her routine's been, because last podcast when we were in France, it was very much up in the air. <laughs> and I have to say, it didn't get any better. It did not get any better. We are starting to get back on track now. And in fact, since I got back from France, I've been very dedicated to staying at home to try and get her into her cot for her lunchtime nap and then have her at least at home for her afternoon nap. I've kind of taken Natalie's advice from last week's podcast in that the morning nap, you could you can be out and about a little bit easier. And then the afternoon nap, because that becomes their most important nap, apparently, that's a good one to have them at home for. So I'm really, I really did commit this week to hours uh, past week to getting Amandine back into her schedule and I think it's starting to pay off um when we got back from France Amandine was all over the place as you can imagine one thing we have kept from France which is I have to say amazing is we've managed to hold on to that extra hour because of course there's a time change when you go to France just of an hour but it makes a huge difference when putting Amandine to bed so I would put Amandine to bed out there at around um, eight o'clock, which would be seven o'clock UK time. Now I've managed to hold on to that. So I'm putting Amandine to bed kind of, I start the routine about 6.30 and she is a goner by by about 10 past seven and she will settle, which is amazing. And then I'll dream feed her, which actually isn't really that much of a dream feed anymore. She seems to be waking up a little bit more by 10.30 Last night, unfortunately, she woke up because her, she'd wriggled so much, and she's such a wriggler. She wriggled so much that her nappy had come down her bottom, so when she'd gone for a pee, it had gone up her back. So I was wondering why she wasn't settling at 10.30, and Hendrik and I were brushing our teeth, and which is pretty much the most time we get to spend each, with each other when we're brushing our teeth in the bathroom, um, but we were brushing our teeth. And she was, she started to really be unsettled and kind of let out little cries, which never happens. And so I went in to feed her and realised her back was all wet. So I had to unfortunately completely change her out of all of her uh, bedtime stuff, which was a bit unfortunate. But once I've given her that dream feed, she'll then settle back down again. And she had been waking uh, in France every kind of hour and a half to two hours for 10 whole days oh my goodness I was not best pleased and of course naturally I kind of just blamed it all on being France being in France but I think possibly it was down to a bit of being in France but also the leap as well that she was going through but now we're back at home she did keep kind of that routine going for the first couple of nights and um I'm really sorry I keep being cut off in this podcast because my mum keeps pocket calling me which is very very frustrating <laughs> when you're trying to do a podcast and I really don't know how to stop uh, these things from coming through on my computer um, anyway back to it so yeah she'd been waking up uh, every kind of one and a half two hours and when we got home she stayed with that routine 
but now I think we've just broken it. Last night she woke up at 10.30 and I changed her and everything and I fed her and then we um, put her back down and she was absolutely fine until three o'clock and then I fed her at three and then she did wake up at about quarter past five which is what she's been doing but I actually let her cry it out and it didn't last for very long and then she went back to sleep herself and woke up at seven. I feel like after last night I'm somehow getting closer to seven till seven somehow. I mean I don't really know if I am but I really want to hold on to that 7 p.m. to going to bed and then her waking up at 7 a.m. Now this morning she did wake up at 7 a.m. and I pulled her into bed with me, gave her a feed and she fell back to sleep again feeding. And I thought, okay, well, I was going to get you up, but she fell back to sleep until like nine (laughs) o'clock. And then she just started to be really dozy. I mean, it was wonderful for me because I got a lion and that was so nice. I felt so guilty though. Isn't it ridiculous? I woke up at eight o'clock and I felt so incredibly guilty that I was lying in. And, you know, I woke up again at kind of half past eight after having a bit of a snooze with Amandine and I felt really guilty. And I thought, this is ridiculous. Lie in and just enjoy it. Just enjoy it. How silly is that? Anyway, so hopefully I'm really praying that Amandine's sleep will get back onto schedule and this will be the first night of many, many better nights. Napping hasn't been so brilliant. In fact, I'm just watching her wriggle around as she likes to do. I'm praying that she'll put herself back to sleep. Napping hasn't been so good. So the morning naps, I've had to take her out for a walk. And then lunchtime naps, again, I had a couple of good days where she had about an hour and a half to two hour nap at lunchtime, which was brilliant. Uh, And then it went out the window again. Um, So naps aren't great. And then afternoon nap, again, she won't do it. Now I have blacked out her room a little bit more because for the naps to see whether it's due to the light. I just don't know. So we will have to see. I will let you know how that's going. But yeah, napping is really challenging right now. Really, really challenging. And obviously the poor thing is really going through teething. So her teeth are seriously pushing through. There's no sign of any yet, but we've tried some other medicine. I think it's Ashton's and Ashton's and something. It's the one that you can get in all Tesco's. It's a herbal remedy. So we're trying that one now as well as the homeopathy. Personally, I think the homeopathy is better and works faster, but Hendrik wants to give this a try. So we'll see. I'll let you know how that goes too. We've also been keeping up with our swimming. I had a massive mum fail the day that we got back from holiday. I just seem to be forgetting things a lot and I had written it down but for some reason I had thought swimming, my replacement swimming session was on Tuesday at 11 o'clock. It was not, it was on Tuesday at 10.30. So at 20 past 10 I was all organised, ready to leave the house, I was just feeding Amandine and then for some reason it popped into my head that swimming was actually at 10.30. So instead of taking a big deep breath and thinking you know what this is not a big deal, I'm sure they'll sort it out and fit me into another class and if they don't it's not the end of the world. But no, I grabbed Amandine, rushed her into the car seat, booted it to swimming And of course, by the time I'd actually got her changed, found out where I was going because it was a different swimming pool, there was 15 minutes of the class left. I mean, why did I do that? Why didn't I just take a big deep breath and sit on my hands? You know, one thing that Hendrik does 
as a pilot and they're taught to do is if something's going wrong, sit on your hands and just look at everything that's going wrong, put out the checklist and blah, blah, blah. So they don't panic and make rash decisions and that they look at all of the options. I need to do that. I need to do that. Mums, we need to do that. We need to sit on our hands because I'm sure I'm not the only one that does this. Sit on our hands and just think, is the world going to end? No. Okay, let's just take a minute. So I learned my lesson and actually from for, for now, for a couple of decisions I've had to make, I really have. I've sat on my hands and I've just thought, this is not the end of the world. This does not matter. And I'm making a big deal out of it. So if you take anything from this week's podcast, <laughs> sit on your hands. <laughs> but she loves swimming, of course. And actually, it's given me a lot more confidence. So we're now um, doing this thing in swimming where you pull them under the water which sounds horrible, doesn't it? Pulling them under the water. And I have to say, for it was a shock the first time I did it. And I didn't like it. I felt like I was drowning my own child. So you go underwater and you pull them under the water with you. It's weird. It's a weird sensation. Anyway, I did it a couple of times at the pool. They were very kind. They let me stay in the pool for another 10 minutes because I'd missed so much of the class. And I did it myself. I pulled her under the water. And, you know, that was really fun. And she loved it. And then we also went to swimming on Thursday, which is our normal class, and did it again then. And she loved it, did it a couple of times. And she really, in, well, I wouldn't say really enjoyed it, but she didn't cry. She came up looking a bit like, what the hell just happened to me? Because we taught these cues to say, um, Amandine, ready, steady, go. And then you dunk them. <laughs> but I don't think she's paid much attention to the cues. And instead of dunking on go, she puts her thumb in her mouth. And what I have learned is that once she's put her thumb in her mouth, she will then breathe in all the water and then she'll choke. Um, so I do try and make sure that there is nothing in her mouth when I dunk her under the water. So if you're swimming with your baby and you haven't taken a glass, just try and make sure there's nothing in her mouth. <laughs> because I eat like a hand or a fist or something. That won't go down well in my experience. Um, so yeah, the other thing that, Hen- that Hendrik, that Amandine's been doing during this leap is she has not wanted to be apart from me at all. And I mean, daddy, granny, nobody. She wants me, just me. And this was challenge. This has been really challenging. In France, it was very challenging, which I understand though in France, because we're in a weird place. She wouldn't necessarily remember it. I understand why that that would be weird. But yeah, not yesterday, the day before yesterday, we went down to my mum's. Hendrik took a surf and I went to see my auntie who's staying with my mum at the moment. And I went to just run down to the beach with the car to pick Hendrik up with his surfboard. And I was gone for all of 13 minutes. I timed it. She bawled, and I mean like injection style bawled, from the minute I left the house to the minute I got back in. And my mum, poor mum, she was just beside herself. She didn't know what to do. She tried everything. She tried taking her outside to, you know, chill her out. And poor Amandine, when I arrived, she was all kind of flushed in the face and oh she was not a happy bunny so we're trying desperately to I I know it's normal I know it's completely normal but we're also trying to give Amandine the bottle a little bit more regularly just to get her used to it now she still won't take it we're day three into this process and uh yeah she still won't take it And what's made it possible for me to do is we're day three into this process because I finally received my breast pump. And oh my goodness, it has revolutionized 
collecting milk. So before I was using the nature bond, like silicone thing that just suctions onto your boob. But I was really struggling with that because I would need to breastfeed Amandine at the same time to actually produce any milk from that because it's not a pump. And what was happening was Amandine would go on my boob, throw a kick as babies do, whack the whole thing off and milk would go everywhere, everywhere, all over my sofa. I mean, my poor sofa, we actually want to sell our sofa soon, but my poor sofa, it's taking a bit of a beating. Um, but at least my sofa is actually white and milk being white, it's fine. It's not staining or anything, but I, I'm pretty sure if I pop my nose onto my sofa, it might smell a little bit of milk. Isn't that disgusting? That's so disgusting, isn't it? Anyway, um, so this LV pump came and my goodness, it's absolutely brilliant. And you know, I only share things with you on here that I truly believe in. I will fully disclose for the moment that it was gifted to me. I'm incredibly lucky to have that, but mainly because I want to share the amazing stuff that's out there for mums that really changes your life and I have to say this is just fantastic the first time I used it I was feeding Amandine at the same time mainly just because she needed to be fed and I popped this uh, the LV in my bra incredibly easy to set up all you have to do is whack the bits in the sterilizer which was what I did straight out of the box it had charge in it already so I just boosted the charge of it until the light was green which is what they say reassembled the pump which my goodness is so easy after you've done it the first time it's super simple and just popped the thing in my bra connected it to my app on the phone which is an amazing app it basically shows you and the estimate of how much milk it's, it thinks that you're producing. And then every time that you collect milk, it's it's uh, like a, um, oh, what do they call it? Like a, a genius thing that recognizes how much milk every time. So it gets better and better. It learns uh, every time you collect milk, how much milk you may then get the next time. Uh, and then it stores when you took the milk, how much milk you took. It's absolutely brilliant. And for the first time, I collected 80 mil, which is incredible. I reckon with my ha with my um, nature bond, I collected 20 mil at a time. But the first time I used it, I got 80 mil. The second time I used it, I got 75 mil. And it's virtually silent. I even had to ask my mum, because <laughs> the first time I used it, my mum was with me, had to ask my mum to put her ear on my boob to check it was still working. And it was incredible. And I was really nervous the first time I put it on my boob because I thought, is this going to hurt like to have something pumping and like sucking your boob in? But it didn't. It was actually more comfortable having that on my boob than having Amandine feeding. And it feels so natural. It feels so natural. And ju it's just brilliant. It's almost like having twins. You know, I've got Amandine on one side and the breast pump on the other side. <laughs> I did have to ask my friend, like, when do I pump? I really don't know when I pump. Um, so I got a bit of advice and from Rebecca, who's been on this podcast before from Somewhat Rad. And she basically said she pumps the first feed in the morning because that's super rich milk. Um, so kind of like around your seven o'clock feed. And then she pumps every time she misses a feed with Quinn. So I have done a couple of pumps at seven, 
when I fed Amandine, but I've also just done a couple of random pumps um, when I've been feeding her, like in the afternoon, because when we're just testing the bottle out with her, I, you know, there's actually really no need for me to pump the prime, prime milk because uh, Amandine spits half of it out anyway. So, um, but I have to say the LV pump, it is just fantastic. I highly recommend you go look it up. It has zero cables. You literally can walk around with this pump on. It is incredible. It's not heavy. It's so light. It doesn't pull on your boob at all. Your nipple doesn't look deformed when you take it off. It comes with a couple of breast shields to, um, to, for you to choose from for your nipple size. And then I think you can get more online if it's too big or too small. When I actually put my nipple into the smallest breast shield, it still looked a bit too big, the, the breast shield. But I thought, you know what, I'm gonna try it and just see what happens. And actually it's perfect. There's no leaking milk anywhere. I don't actually know what would happen if the breast shield was too small, uh, too big, sorry. Um, but it's working great. So I haven't actually had to um, go online and get a size down. So I would highly recommend check it out. And if you're not happy with your breast pump right now, look at LV because it is just brilliant. I've got so much milk from it and um, you can do it anywhere. And I even did it at my mum's house the other day in front of her partner and my auntie. And I just thought, I don't feel uncomfortable about this at all. And I do know that I really hope that when Amandine starts to take a bottle, I will maybe be able to miss a feed with her, perhaps if I'm teaching or, you know, doing something else, perhaps a little bit of time for me, shock horror, <laughs> that I'll just be able to pop LV in my bra wherever I am and be able to pump out some milk. And they've got these really handy little storage containers, which clip onto the bottom. It's what collects your milk with the LV pump. And it comes with a screw on lid and they're, they're, they're big enough to collect all the milk that you would need, but they're also really well designed in that they, they're just like tiny little capsules of milk. It's brilliant. So you can just shove them in your handbag and no one would think kind of, oh my gosh, that's breast milk. Um, you don't have to take like a lanosol bag to decant your milk, milk in every time you want to express. It comes with two little pots. So you can do like a full feed if you're out and about and you don't say have baby feeding off one boob and you normally give them both boobs. Um, so you can do a double boob and, you know, pick up a lot of milk. So I, yeah, I think they're brilliant. You've probably seen them online already, but go check them out. I will put the link in the podcast that will link through to their website. And I think you can also get them in John Lewis um, and places like that. So hunt it down, my goodness. And you know what? Yes, maybe they're a little bit more expensive than your traditional breast pump. But my God, not having all those wires and cables and, you know, having to clip something onto your waist to pump the milk. Uh, it's a life changer, guys. It is an absolute life changer. So go check it out. I will let you know how my bottle feeding goes. Um, fingers crossed it will go well. Oh my goodness, another phone call. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but I will let you know how it goes. If anyone has any tips, I've tried everything. I'm not in the room. I've even left the house. I've gone outside. Um, Hendrick's doing it. And we've waited until she's super hungry. So she'll take it. We've waited and I've given her a bit of boob. And then we've gone to the bottle. We are trying everything. <laughs> so I'm really, really hoping that she will take it soon. She will take it soon. 
Um, another thing in this leap that she's been doing, which we've noticed before, is reaching for things. So yesterday we were on our way back from Dartmoor from a walk around the most beautiful reservoir and Amandine started kind of arching her back and launching herself forward in her car seat. And we have this dragon type thing that uh, it's a, like a soft fabric dragon that we bought in France to go over her car seat. It's just to entertain her while she's in the car a little bit and some bright colours. I don't really have many bright colours around. And um, she was trying to kind of launch herself at the dragon. And I said to Hendrik, I, don't, I actually don't think she can reach the dragon. I think she's reaching for the toy. And she was. The minute Hendrik put it within reach, she was so much happier. And now I've really been watching. She is. She reaches for me. She's reaching for toys when Hendrik's holding a toy or something that she wants. Hendrik got back from the supermarket yesterday and I know whenever he goes shopping he brings back so much rubbish with him and he brought back a bag of Doritos and yes Hendrik was holding the bag of Doritos and Amandine started reaching for it and I think it's because it was just really brightly coloured it was picking up the rays from the lights in the kitchen coming down onto it and was kind of flickering in front of her eyes so yeah crazy but she's starting to reach and there's so much more that this leap is really showing us and that was one really important thing um, on a podcast I recorded and someone said try not to think of these sleeps as regressions and you know the sleep regression or think of it as a transition and these leaps as transitions and they are they are transitions because after now this leap, this leap is cooling off and Amandine's becoming to you know be herself a little bit more there's so much more of her character showing through and she's smiling. I think we got our first giggle yesterday and it's just amazing. So I'm actually really starting to welcome the next leap and not be as terrified as I was. On the Wonder Weeks app, you just see kind of six weeks of cloud and storm and grey. <laughs> and it can be quite daunting to look at, actually, even though it's good that you know you're not doing anything wrong. They're just going through a leap. But it is quite daunting. Um, so I'm, I am now starting to welcome it because I know when we come out of the other side, there's just even going to be more of her character shining through, which is so exciting. I would really like to get her, as would Hendrik, kind of a bit of a bouncy, more interactive toy. I mean, she absolutely adores standing up and she, if, if she's crying, if you just stand her up, she loves it. So I was looking at these kind of bouncy things when you can hang from doors, door frames, but unfortunately we don't have any door frames that you can hang them from. But there's a bit in our roof downstairs when we were having our work done um, where they reinforced between two of the floorboards. And I want to try and find my bad. I didn't calculate at all where they put the wood. <laughs> so I do need to get a builder in to do that um, to find where they have put the wood, if that's even possible. And I thought we could hang it maybe from a hook in the ceiling or something. But I think she would absolutely love that and then put like a big padded play mat underneath to protect her because we have tiles downstairs actually I mean it's going to be headbutt hell when she starts walking and even when she starts crawling I just I'm, I'm quite nervous about that but we, we do have a tiled floor I'm not quite sure how that will go down if there's anyone listening you've got a tiled floor at home I would love to know what you've done or if babies get used to it or but I'm kind of figuring like one bad fall and if she smacks her head first that's that's pretty bad that's pretty bad so Let's see what happens but if anyone's got any advice I'd love to hear from you. So that's basically Amandine where we're at at the moment. She's still in zero to three month clothing. There's She's in a few three to six month 
things. Um, but I can still get her into all of her zero to three month baby grows, all of her zero to three month leggings. She's tiny. And actually, a couple of times I've been a little bit concerned. I went to weigh her before we went to France. I can't remember if I mentioned this in my podcast or not before we went to France. But she was a little bit under um, on her plotting graph. So I'm going to try and go and weigh her either tomorrow or Thursday and just check because she's she's got little chubby legs and little chubby arms, but kind of her tummy when she lies down, whereas most of my friends' babies have like these little Buddha bellies on their babies, but we don't. Her tummy kind of goes a little bit concave um, and, I, you know, she's happy. She's feeding really well and, you know, I think she is growing. Her head's certainly growing. Um but I think I do want to weigh her again, just for my peace of mind. Uh, and then I'll go back to, well, then I say, then I'll go back. I weighed her for the first time ever myself, two weeks before, we, a week before we went to France. <laughs> because my friend was like, Emma, really, you need to weigh your baby. You should really be weighing your baby. But so then I will try and weigh her every four weeks, every four to five weeks. But I'm going to weigh her. So I'll let you know how that goes um, in another couple of podcast time. But I also wanted to share with you on this podcast how I'm feeling, because what I realized listening back to some of these podcasts is I talk about Amandine a lot, but I think I avoid talking about me and how I'm doing as a mum and how I'm feeling. And it only really struck me the other day when I was thinking, you know what, I'm getting a lot of questions asking how I am and how I am mentally and emotionally and what's going on with me being a new mum. And then I thought, I'm going to put this on the podcast because actually, and I will try and talk about this more on the podcast, I guess I'm not very good at sharing about me. I'm very good at sharing about my baby, what's going on at home or other people. But when it comes down to actually me and how I'm feeling, not so good at doing that. You'd think I'd be very good at doing that doing what I do and being a yoga teacher. I'm very good at helping others with how they're feeling, but not so much myself. I'm also not very good at listening to my own advice. So I thought I'd let you in on how I'm doing and I'm doing great. I adore Amandine. I feel like I am, I don't know, I feel like I'm quite natural or it's coming it's coming quite easily to me being a mum. I just love every day and every minute I wouldn't change anything for the world. However, there's always a but, isn't there? There are always buts with all these kind of things. But sometimes I catch myself at the end of a day where I think, you know what? I haven't really appreciated Amandine today. I have, it's almost the day's just flown by with me feeding, napping, entertaining, and not actually appreciating my life with Amandine. And just soaking it all in. I mean, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure there are mums listening being like, that's totally natural, that's totally normal. But I do get to the end of the day thinking, I want to appreciate this more. I want to, you know, immerse myself in every single moment. And yes, I am, but my mind's sometimes elsewhere. Or, you know, I'm thinking in my mind, oh, would you just go to sleep? Or quick, hurry up and feed. But actually, that's a moment when. I think I just need to take a deep breath and be like, you know what? I have nowhere to be. There is nothing. I've taken this time to get to know my daughter, to be with my daughter, to feed my daughter, to, you know, bring her up, to to keep her alive, essentially. You know, Hendrik's gone back to work and I'm very lucky enough that I don't have to go back to work right now. Um, 
I don't even know how that would work. So I guess it's not a case of actually me not going back to work. It's just I don't actually think that could work right now. Um, but I, I do, I do feel guilty sometimes. I guess it's a, it's a treasuring every moment versus feeling guilty sometimes at the end of each day and feeling guilty that I haven't appreciated every moment for just what it is. That I am so incredibly lucky to have this beautiful little girl and be able to bring her up and, you know, be able to just give her all my love. I had a beautiful moment today, this morning, just before I jumped on to record this podcast. I'd left her alone with Hendrik for an hour. Now, it's very rare that Hendrik takes her for a whole hour, but I was chatting to Grace from Scandiborn for an hour, and I just got the biggest smile and the biggest hug, and when she came into my arms, she grabbed her thumb, and she just, you know, nestled her head into my arm, and being with her every five, every, you know, every minute of the day, I don't get that because she, I'm her constant. I'm with her all the time. So actually it was so beautiful to just be away from her for, for an hour, not intentionally an hour, but you know, just in the other room and then get to feel that love that she has for me because I haven't been with her. That was what was really nice. And I now kind of know when Hendrik comes home from a day at work and she gives those beautiful big smiles to Hendrik um, I'm, and he feels just so loved and so wanted as a father. I, I kind of know how that feels now after today. It was it was really, really lovely. Um, but that also brings me to kind of, you know, where I'm at in my life right now. And I've, I've always said, haven't I, on these podcasts, that I don't want to, yes, I want to be a mum, but I also don't want to lose the person that I am. And I've been finding, you know, this... If, if you're aware of kind of my situation, if you've been listening to the podcast, I was a yoga teacher before. I ran pretty successful yoga events and retreats and weekly classes. Um, and then I started up Mum Talk when I found out I was pregnant because there was a gap in the podcast world. And I, all I could find was medicinal, uh, medical podcasts um, talking about things that can go wrong and things to expect when you're pregnant, which is super scary to listen to when you're a first time, during your first time pregnancy. Oh, my baby is kicking off. Let's see if she goes back to sleep. Anyway, and I wanted to, you know, hear about um, mum's real mum experiences of what it's like to be pregnant, what it's like to be, um, to have a newborn, to be preparing the nursery, you know, basically everything that I've just shared with you, I guess, <laughs> um, throughout these series of mum talks. So um, I've been kind of going through this stage of really wondering, you know, what, what my next step is. And it's not as easy as I thought going back to work to teach yoga. Um, I have a couple of friends who have, but they've got mums close by or you know people who can take their little ones just for an hour and I was actually just chatting to Grace at Scandiborn about childcare and you know I'm, I'm not in a place where I want to put her into nursery or um because it's not necessary for me plus you know financially it's just not viable to do that so it's I teach for kind of an hour at a time an hour and 15 minutes at a time so I need you know maximum of potentially like two hours of childcare and to find that is really difficult, understandably, because people who are giving childcare don't just want um, to be, you know, doing stuff for two hours. They want like a full days of childcare, understandably, because financially it has to be viable for them. 
By the way, we have just been joined by a little Amandine. She's sitting very quietly on my lap, which is lovely. She did not go back to sleep, so I did just run in and grab her real quick. Um, and now I'm at this point of, well, I want to maintain my identity as well. I want to be the best mum I can possibly be. I really, really love my podcast more than anything. How can I pull this forward? Now, naturally, I've got a business management degree, but I'm not particularly business-minded, I guess. I'm not... I just like helping people. I suppose that's why I became a yoga teacher because I just love that connection with people. So I'm not particularly business-minded, but I'm, you know, I'm sitting here thinking... We live in the 21st century. I need to somehow bring in income to support my family. And it's a really difficult place to be at this point, not knowing kind of what my next step is and where do I push all my efforts. And so I guess that's how I'm feeling a little bit at the moment is at the back of my mind, And sometimes it comes very much to the front of my mind, actually, and does affect my day a little bit. I feel, you know, pressured into, my goodness, what am I going to do? Can I I build the podcast? Can I build something else? How can I push all this forward? Do I need a business mentor? Can I afford a business mentor? You know, all this kind of stuff. And I am sure, in fact, I know I'm not only the mum in this very transitional phase, (laughs) a place in there life where you kind of think oh my goodness you know what is my next step how do I how do I do this now how do I move on and I completely understand why so many businesses are created at in you know at the home there are there are an incredible amount of inspirational mums out there who have created businesses from their wonderful strengths um And they've, you know, instead of having a nine to five job, they've thought, right, you know what, I'm really great at this, or I'm great at that, I'm going to build that so I can spend the most time I can with my children. And also bring in what I need to, to support my family. Oh, do you agree with me? Do you agree with me? So that's been playing on my mind a lot recently. Um, And, oh my goodness, you know what I was saying about Amandine teething? She has literally just started munching my thumb. Probably munching my thumb. But other than that, I mean, my body has proved me so, so wrong. I, I have never had so much faith in my body for you know, not, I I really hate the term bouncing back, because that's not at all what I mean in the case of, I've got my body back, but I like to think that I kept fit and healthy before my pregnancy, and I just, I mean, I'm, I'm what, I'm, how old are you, Amandine, you're 20, 20 something weeks, you're four and a half months, almost five months, actually, very close to five months, crikey, you are, my goodness, um, and, I can do everything that I used to be able to do and I haven't actually been running but my pelvic floor is getting back to where it should be. I'm actually not using any form of pelvic floor trainer. Um, I would love to but um, I'm just trying to do it by myself kind of at the moment Um, and I do actually know that I think LV have one but I'm not using one Um, and my 
kind of just just my whole body has responded really well to it responded really well to being pregnant pregnant and it's now responding really well to not being pregnant so I am incredibly 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 lucky because I know that's a, not the case for a lot of mums um and I I just value my body so much and my health so much and unfortunately I have a couple of friends and family who are going through some heartbreaking tough times at the moment and I have to say it has given me one heck of a kick up the butt to not take any day on this planet for granted and to try and make the most of every single moment and also not just for myself but for others as well and really try and be a you dribbling try and be um as good as I can be to absolutely everybody and as helpful as I can be to absolutely everybody which is why I love this podcast so much because I get so many messages from you guys weekly saying you know how much you adore the podcast and how much it's really given you um the information that you need the support that you need I I got a wonderful message from a girl who lives over in the um lives over in Dubai I had another one who lives in France you know there's I've got some international listeners out there which is just awesome and you know that you're either British and oh my gosh Amandine Amandine has got into this habit of pinching my skin with her incredibly sharp nails and it's really not comfortable um but yeah you guys are saying that um you're British but you've moved over there with your other halves and yeah it can be lonely my goodness I get tastes of it every time I go to France it can be bloody lonely and my you know my husband's there with me but I can't imagine living over there full-time or living away from your friends and your family full-time so I am so happy that this podcast gives you that little bit of connection that maybe you are looking for and it's helpful anyway on that note I am going to let you guys go and I'm going to see to my daughter and be the best mum I can be for the rest of the day. But I hope you've enjoyed our little check-in. I know. I know. Sorry about that. I hope you've enjoyed our little check-in. And if you guys have any questions for the next couple of weeks of podcast, then please let me know. As always, I will always answer your questions. And if you guys have any advice for me, I really love, you know, hearing from you. It's very much a two-way thing and um, you guys are amazing. You always contact me and you know give me answers to my questions as well, which I can't thank you enough for doing. So I will check in with you guys next week when I have another brilliant podcast and guest uh, coming for you. And have a lovely rest of your week. And that's all from me. See you soon.